by Rebecca Spencer. from almost the halfway line. Welcome everybody to N17 Women, the only podcast that features the uh, Tottenham Hotspur women as our sole focus. Wasn't a game this weekend, so no controversy to be talking about this week. But nonetheless, we have a great pod for you. I think you'll be excited by this one. I think most people will be. We've got another of our player interviews for you. Our current longest-serving player, uh, last season's fans player of the season for both the um, adults and the juniors. And I don't think that was the first time she'd got that award either. This season, joint second goal scorer on four goals, joint second for assists on three assists. And the most chances created this season by anybody in our team were 16 chances created. League leading for the second year running in terms of tackles 48 and tackles 135. She was the first Spurs women player to win a WSL Player of the Month award. Uh, and she started this season by winning the September Goal of the Month award uh, for a 40-yard strike away at Leicester. Some fantastic goals that we've seen this season from her which is not necessarily where you'd expect to be finding her. It is, of course, the one and only Ashley Neville. Hi, Ash. Hi, guys. You okay? We're well, thank you. Yes, so as usual, Rachel, Caroline and Abby are here with me to uh, to grill Ash in a very friendly way. So uh, Abby's going to start off with some questions. All right, Ash. So we were hoping you could settle the debate for us once and for all. Offense or defense? Which do you prefer playing? Uh, at this moment in time, I'm going to go with attacking to offense. Um, yeah, enjoying being further up the pitch at the moment and helping to uh, score a few goals myself, but to be involved in those kind of attacking moments and, uh, yeah, just enjoying it being up there. Obviously, like defending, but I'm, um, yeah, enjoying being further up the pitch at the moment. So that would be my choice. Yeah, well, uh, we can tell you that we're enjoying it as well, very much. So uh, sometimes in some games, it it looks like you uh, sometimes have to switch between positions or like you started an attack, I think against Manchester United and then dropped back into defense after some substitutions. Does that ever get confusing? No, I think more frustrating in my eyes in the sense of going from attacking to defending when I'm enjoying attacking so much, but no, I think, I think um, the coach is very good at explaining the difference between the two and knows that no matter what the position is that I play, that I'll kind of give everything and I've done done my work knowing what I need to do in each role and I enjoy both to be fair it's not like I'm being put in goal where I don't think I'd be great at but yeah do my research and do my um, game planning and it's all good yeah that makes sense very relatable about not wanting to be moved out of attack when things are going well so um you've you've played a lot of different roles on the pitch both sides uh and you as Sean mentioned you've been a long-standing squad member uh, so what kind of on-pitch leadership responsibility do you have with all of that? Yeah, I think obviously a lot of the players, especially the younger ones, like look up to me being at the club for quite a while and, and seeing the trans transformation we've kind of been through as a club from where we were when I started to where we are now. Um, and obviously being vice-captain kind of comes with that responsibility as well. But I think me learning more as I kind of have come along the, the journey with Spurs has kind of helped me then help other players where I feel... I know a few people might not agree, but I, I feel like I've calmed down a lot with the referee and try and kind of help kind of the girls on the pitch to to lead into the into the right way of how we approach things like that, for example. But yeah, just knowing that I give my all for the shirt when I'm on there and hoping that 
that everyone else will, will do the same. And that's kind of my way of leading it. I think more actions than being a vocal kind of player like our captain, Shalina, for example. Um, I think she's very good at bringing the energy and more more vocal than I am. But mine's more putting kind of those actions into practice. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. And so who are, so you mentioned Shalina, who are some of those other players who tend to keep you organised tell you where to be and all that yeah I think playing defensively I'd always say um uh, Becky Spencer when she was in goal yeah she's great at organizing from the back and kind of helping that but recently playing a bit more further forward especially on the left Kez is a great player at communication and obviously with her experience throughout the WSL for, for a long time she brings that experience and it helps especially when I, I play in front of her it helps me as a player to be organized when she's constantly communicating from the back so yeah those two are two standout players for me yeah I feel like we can even hear some of some of that coming through the television all the way here in uh over in America Uh, I'll go ahead and turn it over to Rachel now Hi Ash. So in the last game we saw you doing a lot of flicks and back heels and other skills is that a sign that you're enjoying your football? And is it something that the manager, Rianne Skinner, encourages? Or does she just kind of tolerate the fact that you do that stuff? To be honest, I didn't know I'd done that many until I saw the little clip that was posted on Twitter. And I've watched it back a few times. In fact, it's quite a nice little video. No, I think it, obviously if it comes off, it's great. It's not, it's not something that we potentially work on. I think there's there's been many a time, especially in training, where I've done flicks that I thought were going to come off and I haven't. And it's kind of get hold of the ball and no flicking here and flicking there without looking. But I guess when they come off that you can't really moan about it, but they're not something that we work on, I guess, in training. Well, we like watching them, so I'm very happy that you're doing them. Thanks. (laughs) So are there players at Spurs that you think that you combine especially well with? For example, we've seen you playing like one-twos on the right with Celine, but you've also provided a couple of really lovely assists for Drew and even the sort of pass to Drew to make the goal for Beth the other day. So I don't know, they're the ones that come to my mind, but are there players that for you are the ones that you really enjoy playing alongside? Celine's a good one, I think, especially when I think people are a bit surprised that she was playing further back and I was playing further forward, bearing in mind that we're probably more suited the the opposite way in terms of where we usually play but I think just because of Celine playing further up the pitch she kind of has that attacking mind and that wanting to do those winger movements I suppose of skill of of one twos and and kind of taking people on so yeah I really enjoy playing with Celine over on the pitch or at training yeah linking up with Drew I think Drew's quality on the ball and I think she reads the game really well which has helped with me like you say with a few assists to her and I'm hoping now to link up obviously a, a bit more with Beth if I'm playing in those high positions or even at wing back when I can be more attacking because yeah her quality is is next level so I'm looking forward to uh, getting a few more games with her. So are there players that you've actually modelled your game on or that have the same kind of wide range of skills as you? Are there people that you look up to at Spurs or more across the game, really? Um, I think I've always kind of looked at Lucy Bronze, I suppose, that's always kind of played in my position, obviously for England and then obviously at a high level at Barcelona or Man City, wherever it's been. She's always someone that I've inspired to be as good as. People obviously have their own opinions of that and, and, and that's so. But yeah, that is kind of one person. I think at Spurs, I, I haven't really kind of moulded my, my way of football into anyone's. I think I just fit in nicely to the way that Rianne likes to play. And like I say, I am someone that will give everything. So I guess that style of play is quite good being a Spurs player. I know that the fans like to see that, which I continue to do. I think I'm going to hand you over to Caroline now. Hey, Ash. Hi. 
So we know that this has been a bit of a challenging year for the team so far, and also for you personally with the red card suspension just before the winter break. So are there any specific factors you can pinpoint that have made things difficult this season? Yeah, I think it's a massive one to look at, really, because I think we've had quite a few injuries and not only short-term injuries of little niggles here and there. Obviously, we've had quite a few big injuries that have kind of started from last season have kind of obviously been long term have filled through into this year so I know obviously at the moment we've got four players out with with ACLs and we've got the return of Kit coming back soon which is great and then obviously Rhea hopefully by the end of the season and Kyra and Ellie obviously not far behind but yeah I think that's a massive factor big players obviously within the team that have kind of been injured but then we have also got other players obviously so it's not just an excuse that, that that's the reason why but I think that massively and I think we just like had a, a bad run. I don't know what it was. We we weren't performing to our best ability throughout the 90 minutes, which, which kind of didn't help. I think we have to be a 90-minute performing team. And I think if you've watched the last few games, yes, we've we've lost to Chelsea and we've lost to United by by only one goal. And I think if you've been at those games or saw them, you'll see that the whole 90 minutes has been a performance. And actually, we've been quite unlucky not to get some out of the game and we're moving in the right direction now. But yeah, I think injuries have been quite a big factor for us. Right. And I definitely agree that it seems like, you know, from the outside looking in that the performances on the pitch are getting a lot more positive. Uh, do you think that the addition of Beth England and Mana Iwabuchi has been a big part of that? Um, or is it just the team finally starting to gel better together? Yeah, I think it's a bit of both, if I'm honest. Obviously, we do a lot of work, me being obviously um, in the leadership group, being vice captain of how we can kind of, get the team more together. Um, obviously, had quite a lot of new signings uh, in the summer come through. And then, obviously, we've had Beth and Manor come in in January. So, we've done a lot of team building work and how we can, can move that from training onto the pitch on Sundays. And I think that's starting to show. But, obviously, with Manor and Beth comes the experience of playing internationally as well as, obviously, at Chelsea and Arsenal and two great players that I think have shown on the pitch and have helped the players around them perform in, in a better in a better way so yeah I think we're moving in the right direction now and those two additions have have been key for us yeah definitely and you know I know you're working now with these top class players like Beth and Mana but you have really moved up the football pyramid throughout your career so I was kind of curious if the way that you prepare mentally for games has changed any as you've gone, you know, from the lower division to the top flight and from being semi-professional to fully pro. Yeah, definitely. I think you, you, it opens your eyes going from even when I was kind of, I guess, semi-professional at like Coventry in comparison to being semi-professional at Tottenham and the ambitions of where the club wanted to be and kind of all the added extras we got at Tottenham just at a semi-professional level in regards to the, the training facilities and then, going like professional and having nutritionists that can and, and S&C coaches and, and and physios that kind of constantly there to help you I think the way I prepare now I'm making sure I'm eating and I'm drinking the right amount whereas I guess back then it was kind of I know I need to eat some carbs and a bit of pasta but it wasn't as as serious I guess as what it is now and being a full-time job and being like a role model to younger children and and girls coming through um, the age groups and people coming to watch and wanting to perform for them as well as obviously the badge, I think, yeah, preparing definitely has changed over the last kind of five or six years with me being at the club. More nutrition wise for me, I think. I think when you're a bit younger, you think you can eat everything and you can get away with that and not drink enough and not knowing the importance behind that and recovery as well is a, is a massive one that I've learned on the journey. So, yeah, it's definitely changed um, over the years. 
Well, it seems like you've handled the pressure really well, um, as far as we can tell. Thank you. <laughs> so I'll hand it over to Rachel for a few more questions. Thanks. Or Sean, I'm sorry. <laughs> okay, so um, February is uh, Football versus Homophobia Month of Action. And during your time at Spurs, I think it's fair to say you've been pretty open about your sexuality. Have you always found that women's football has been a welcoming place for you in that regard? I know it, generally speaking, is more welcoming than the men's world of football. But have, have you felt that? And has it changed over time as you've gone up the leagues or become more prominent? Yeah, I think me, I've always personally been um, been kind of welcomed into the footballing world as a person that I am. I've never, from what I can remember, I've received any hate or, or comments, which is great for me personally. I'm not saying that that's how it's always been, but I do think it's always moving in the right direction. And the more it's kind of out there with, with kind of groups that we've got, obviously at Spurs and other clubs, making sure that everyone feels welcome is is only going to push for it to be better. But yeah, I've always been been welcomed with any club and especially Spurs and kind of the LGBT group we've got at Spurs have always been great with me and I've I've always saw it as a positive and always felt welcome so yeah it's been a great experience for me. Good and in the last couple of seasons I think it's the club has probably belatedly um, recognised how much of a fan favourite you are and has kind of all of a sudden it feels like your face is on a lot of the comms campaigns and things for the club which is great to see and you know a, a different kind of face and recently as well this season in particular I think your family has, has featured you know Liz and the kids have been part of campaigns as well has that been something that you have um, uh, introduced or did the club come to you about that and how important is it to you that your family are involved in that way yeah the club um have come to me and kind of been great with it um ever since obviously having Remy being more of a younger one and having kind of time off with her and then childcare issues whether that's kind of me needing to be on days that we're not normally in or or whatever it is the the club and Rihanna have been great with being able to kind of take Remy into work I've taken Blake in when I've needed to and that support is massive for me as a player and it's not just because I'm in a same sex couple or anything like that I think it would be the same no matter what, but um, including the family and everything, I think Rianne's motto is very much like, if you've got a, a happy life at home, then football is happy too, Like, which I think is massive. As, like Things at home are great, then things at football are great. And if I need to bring family into work, then, then so be it, so that I'm not stressing or panicking and worrying about things that are kind of back home and interfering with football. Um, but the club have been great, and I've always asked if I'm happy to to bring the kids in. And I think just promoting that more female footballers, it's it's okay to have a family and you can be supported by that. And hopefully we'll, in the future, obviously with the way it's going with the maternity and stuff, that we'll see more players wanting to have families and be able to continue their footballing career as well alongside that. Uh, and yeah, Remy's becoming a whole little character in and of herself with the fan base, I think. She is, bless her. <laughs> So you signed a long-term contract with the club this summer, which was great to see and probably, I think, the longest contract Spurs have ever given to a player. It does seem to be happening more and more that, that clubs are offering longer contracts. I mean, obviously that's important, but how important has it been for you and do you see it being for other players and to have that stability with a, a decent length of contract? Yeah, it's great. Obviously, when I first signed here, when we first turned professional, it was a one-year and it was kind of me up and rooting my whole life to move down here two hours away from where I lived and worked to kind of risk that I was only going to do it for one year and of, of course it was the best decision I did and I wouldn't have changed that I still would have risked it even if it meant it was only for a year but I think obviously you see the the men's contracts I think I saw one the other week seven year deal at Chelsea like so it's nice to see that the women's game I'm, never, I'm not saying that the women's game is ever going to have a seven year deal but we never know but to to get those two three year deals um plus if 
if we can get that higher is great because like you say stability is massive and it's growing the women's game so I think it's only going to get better um but yeah for me personally being kind of settled here with the family and and the kids being settled in nursery and school it was a, a massive thing for me to to kind of get that deal because I didn't want to move anywhere else Spurs is is my team and I think three years is, is a great thing for me to be able to sign well all good stuff Spurs is definitely where you belong I'm going to pass you over to the next question to Abby yeah so we very much don't want you to retire anytime soon that's for sure uh but have you thought about your plans for your post playing career at all it kind of hit me when I signed the three years I was thinking well I've got three years should I do something in these three years now to have a plan for when I finish and I I thought about a few things I haven't kind of got anything up and rolling because I'm hoping that even after those three years I've still got another three years in me only being kind of 29 at the moment but yeah my idea I think at the moment which could change obviously over the next few years I'd, I'd like to go back into working in primary schools with kind of whether it's those la- the disadvantaged children and just providing, yeah, as much as I can experience through what I've done. But yeah, I loved working with the kids at the school I was at before I kind of became a professional. Um, and I do miss it at times and I have done little bits here and there when I can on days off. But it's definitely something at the moment that I'd like to do going back into primary schools with those younger children. Yeah, that that makes a lot of sense. Um, and are you tempted at all to uh, perhaps stay in football in some capacity, like doing any coaching or punditry or what have you? My mum my seems to think I can be a pundit, but I don't think I've got it in me for whatever reason. Mom's got that from. I'm not. I'm not an out. I don't feel like I'm an out and out person that can do like TV and stuff. But I think if I could do something involved within like the communities around, and for for me, I'd love to be staying at Spurs to do that and and working with the younger children and girls. Then yeah, I'd, I'd love to kind of stay within that football base. I don't ever kind of want to lose touch. I don't think with that, but. Yeah, I'm definitely down for helping in the community and the younger children. I think that's my kind of ambition moving forward. We'll have a word with Jenna for you. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I think we're moving on to some like more random quickfire questions, I guess. They may not, they may or may not be quickfire, but we'll see. Lighthearted, I guess. So the first one though is just about, you know, Who's the toughest player you faced in the league? And I guess that's either as an attacker or you actually you have to answer it twice. Who's the toughest <laughs> defender you played as an attacker? And who's the toughest attacker you played as a defender? Yeah, I think I'm gonna go go with probably as a defender, Miedemar for Arsenal. I think um yes, yeah, so her quality is is next level. I think I'm I'm sure there's a few girls that she's done a bit of salsa with where she's chopped and, and changed left foot and right foot, but yeah. She's probably one of the best forwards I've come up against. As a winger defender-wise, I'm going to... Oh, that's a tough one. I'm going to say probably someone like Millie Bright. I think she's, she's yeah, very good, obviously, England international, but I think just very strong and, and kind of competitive in the air and on the ground. Um, so, yeah, those would be my two off the top of my head. So you mentioned that nutrition has become a big focus for you. So what is your current pre-game go-to meal or before the game we don't I don't tend to eat a lot before the game but I'll go with something like beans on toast normally at home something quite light and then and depending on kickoff if it's a normal two o'clock kickoff uh, I tend to take porridge with me for when I get there just because my drive's a little bit longer than than I'd like it to be I'd like to have something a little bit close to the game and potentially a banana then but it tends to be yeah the same pretty much every week it might change if we have an early kickoff just 
due to time wise not having enough time to fit that much in but beans on toast and then yeah porridge with a banana when I get there nice (laughs) so what has been your favorite moment in a Spurs shirt so far I think if if I always go I always go back to I think it was the last game in the championship before we got promoted when we played Villa just it was our last game not our last game so we played one more after that but our game that we could potentially get promoted in and we only needed a draw to do that and that, that's just always my go-to obviously it was a game that we got the points out of it that we that we needed to get promoted and it was kind of against the local team from where I'm from and all my family and friends were there and I think it just meant so much to to the hot to like all the players in the club that we we got to the Super League so yeah it's got to be the Villa game when we drew 1-1 away that was a fun evening, even if it was a late night. Um, yeah. <laughs> I think those two games, the Charlton game before it and then the Villa game, just because we all we almost lost it, didn't we? We almost... We did. We were... Was it 2-0 right. against Charlton? Yeah. And then Jenna swung in a couple of corners and you headed them over the line, two identical corners, pretty much. Um, yeah. And we we were back in the race. Um, and then there were a few of us who were like, right, we're going to Villa. It's a midweek yeah. game, but we're going to Villa. Um, and I had to be up work at like six o'clock the next morning but um I drove home and got home about two o'clock in the morning so yeah but that was fun we we were we were all quite behind the dugout and uh, I can remember Karen shouting blow the whistle yeah. um, and not much longer afterwards they went. Did. yeah <laughs> absolute scenes it was a great one okay you said you don't really want to go into like punditry and things but if you had to do a game where you were commentating and you had to choose one of your current Spurs teammates to be your commentary partner who are you picking? It's got to be Kez. She, she's got, yeah, she's, um, she calls me a bab because obviously we're both from down the Midlands way. And yeah, when we can, we're together and we're, we're laughing and, and giggling away. So yeah, I definitely choose Kez. Okay, well, she was great when we had her on here. Yeah, this next question we have for you, we put it to, we put it to Kareth and we also put it to Molly and now it's your turn. So there's a few parts to this, but basically the question is, if you had to build your perfect football player out of Spurs players, and you can pick a different player for each of passing, speed, brain, shooting, and tackling. Who would you pick for each? And I'll just run through each of them in turn, and you can give me your answer. How does that sound? Yeah, that sounds great. Cool. So first up, we have passing. Oh, I'm going to go with Molly. Molly from the back, I think. Yeah, her... um. Her passing gets us out of trouble a lot of times and breaks lines and kind of helps us to move forward. So, yeah, I'm going to go with Molly for that. Yeah, absolutely. She has a great ping on her, doesn't she? (laughs) All right, next up we have speed. I think there's only one player for that and it's got to be Jessica Nass. Yeah, she absolutely got those legs, yeah. By far the fastest in our team. So, yeah, Jess. All right, how about brain? Oh, that's a tough one. I think... Mm. I'm going to go with Becky Spence, and I know she's a keeper, but I think she, from the back, um, she's she's very good at, at recognising all parts of the game. Yeah, Becky Spence, the keeper. Didn't, I feel like, didn't someone else say that too, or am I making that up? I think Karis did, yeah. Yeah, I think Karis said that as well. Just throwing it back a couple months, had to dig that one out of my brain. All right, um, okay, how about shooting? <laughs> I'm going to go with Beth for that one now. We've got her in our team. I think it says it all when you've kind of scored four in five games. And yeah, you can't really take away the quality from that goal against Man United. So yeah, it's got yeah, to be Beth. That was such a good shot, man. All right. And last up, we have tackling. I'm going to have to go with myself, I think. 
I like a good tackle and I know that some people don't really like the aggression that maybe goes through some of the tackles, but um, yeah, myself. Won't find any of us complaining about that. <laughs> I personally, I, I'd have to agree on that. That sounds like a pretty good player to me. How do you think you'd do defending against that player? Not very well, probably not. No. <laughs> All right. Thanks for uh, answering my very complicated question. I have one more for you. Uh, we absolutely, we all love your tattoos and your look and everything. Uh, and as a person who has many tattoos myself, uh, I'm really curious if you have any plans for more tattoos in the works. What's your next one going to be? I, I do. I'm planning one at the moment um, for the two kids. I think I'd like to get one for them, but then I'm a bit wary about having one for those two and if we ever have any more. So it's planning on, do I just have one for the two that we've got at the minute and then have a different one if we have any more kids or do I have one that I can add to? But yeah, I think I'd really like one, whether it's, I think it's some sort of picture with either dates or names on with the children's information. I think it would be nice just to, to have something for them. So that is my plan next. It's just working out. I think I know what I want, but whether I can add to it or whether it's just a single piece. And then if we have any more, that's going to be different. Uh, that would be a really, really lovely tattoo. Yeah. Yeah. And speaking of kids, back when you were, you know, working at the school, what was your favorite game to play with the children? I think it's got to be dodgeball. <laughs> I think being able to join in and get kind of, not that I was, not I had aggression, but the kids that, thought they could always get one over on you and being able to disguise it in a game of dodgeball um yeah it was great just yeah great fun all kids like dodgeball and I think you can kind of get all of them involved in it you don't necessarily have to be good at everything everyone's running around laughing and trying to throw balls at each other so yeah dodgeball was always our go-to one okay I think we got to the end of those questions so I'm going to ask you about the upcoming game against Reading so obviously we've already played them twice this season and yeah. in the first game, you scored the first goal. But how do you think the next game is going to go? So what I want from you is a score prediction. And okay. if possible, scorers as well. So any goals, you can tell me who you think. You don't have to give me Reading scorers if you think they're going to score, but just Spurs scorers. Hopefully you're not going to tell me they're going to score. No, I'm going to I'm gonna go with, I want to say three now to Spurs. I think, yeah, I think... We've we've performed so well over the last few games. I think the next one it's got to be it's got to be a good one from us. And I think we've got to get the goals and kind of shut up shop and keep a clean sheet. I'm going to go with goal scorers to be. Of course, I'm going to put Beth on there. Um, can't not put Beth on there anymore. I think if she's not scoring. I'm not sure there's anything right. I'm going to say two for Beth and I'm going to say one for Celine because I'm hoping that Celine might potentially play a bit higher or be, be a bit more involved in the attacking. Um, because yeah, the quality she's got is is a next level. So those are my predictions. But if Celine plays higher, does that mean that you have to go back? I'm hoping me and Celine can both play. Ah, <laughs> nice. I do like playing with Celine. So if I was behind her, I'd be I'd be happy with that. Or if she was behind me, I think we link up well. But I'm hoping at one point me and her will be on either wing and we can kind of have a bit of a field day there against the opponents. We're looking forward to it. Yeah. <laughs> Good opportunity to get Asmi to some more game time as well. Yeah, definitely. Uh, we've been missing her a little bit. So we've talked to you about this season and about, um, you know, your career in football. Looking to the future, what are your hopes for the rest of this season, which perhaps maybe aren't quite what they might have been at the end, at the beginning of the season? And then for, you know, the next couple of years 
and we know you're going to be with us. What are what are your hopes for where Spurs can be by the time you reach the end of that contract and you're signing on the dotted line for another three years? Yeah, so I think obviously, like you say, I think it's a bit of a different situation we're in now to when we were at the start of the season. I think obviously we were hoping to be competing for Champions League this season, which I think without even calculating it, I think is probably unlikely. I think for me now is just making sure we're getting points in and around the teams that are around us and kind of moving away from that relegation spot at the bottom. I, I don't think we deserve to be there. I don't think I think we've got more than enough quality to to be much higher in the league. And I think we've been un- unfortunate, like I say, with injuries and, and games where we haven't quite taken points that we should have. So, yeah, I think this season is just kind of getting the points on the board as many as we can and kind of just getting as high as we can up the table and moving away from that relegation zone. And then I think with the quality that we've brought in, obviously with Beth signing, and, and I'm obviously not sure what Manor's going to do at the end of her loan spell, but keeping the players that are still in contract and then bringing in and building in and around the players that we've got to, to push forward next season. And, and I think keeping the core of the team will be, will be massive because I think it, it doesn't help having a lot of change due to obviously having to try and gel the team as much as we can. I think we can start next season with the majority of the team from this season, then we're already in a better place than we were last season with with that gelling wise. And then, yeah, I think obviously in the next few years after that, my aim is to be to be wanting to play in Champions League, and I think that's the club's ambition. And we haven't really set a, a year of when we want to achieve that. It's just something that we we want to achieve, and we we plan to get there with the lot with obviously with Rian in charge. So yeah, that is kind of where we're at. And uh, obviously, before I retire, it would be a dream to play in Champions League and be playing against those top teams across kind of different countries. Um, and then, like you say, hopefully sign another another contract on the dotted line after that. Good stuff. And yeah, well, we all want you to be at Spurs for as long as possible. So. We're looking forward to that. Um, and yeah, I mean, Champions League, I'd love to see us play in the Champions League for every reason other than my wallets. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's going to get expensive. Um, but no, I mean, ultimately, that's the aim, isn't it? And I think we are getting close to that point. It's just a shame this season has been a struggle. But we have had a lot, a lot of change the last couple of seasons. We've had a lot of change in the summer. So you think that this season we could get away with fewer changes? Yeah, hopefully, yeah. I think I think that that'd be an idea. I think if you look at the the, t- the kind of teams that are up and around the top couple of positions, they have a, bulk, a bulk of players that are, are kind of long term there and add a few here and there. But there's not much movement, and that's just obviously as a team they've been together a while and the style of play they know they know kind of how each other play, and it obviously helps on the pitch. And I'm not saying that's an excuse for us, but it is a factor in that that. We've had to gel again. We've got quite a few new players coming in at the summer. So, yeah, hopefully that... I'm not saying that we need or we don't need new players. Obviously, that's down to management of of, of how many comes in and out. But I think keeping the ball would, would only help on the pitch as a team togetherness, definitely. Right. Um, we've, talked, we've talked about current players. over the. So you've been at the club for a while now. Who are the players from last season or before that that you miss the most, either out on the pitch or in the dressing room? Oh. There's going to be quite a few. Rach is a, is a big one, and um, yeah, obviously saw her last weekend. I think just she, yeah, she was hilarious, and she always brought the kind of banter to the team, and yeah, she was great. So Rach is definitely one that that I've kind of I've missed. Josie was another one. I think Josie was great. Obviously been at the club a while, saw it kind of move through the, the ranks as I did, and just a great person herself. But and then I always think about little Ange Angela. Yeah, just I think there's a few things that I took off Angie and learned that 
Like no matter what, she kind of gave everything wherever she played. She didn't when she came on. Her heart was in the right place, and unfortunately, she didn't get as many opportunities as she would have liked. But just a great person all around. So yeah, off the top of my head, those three, um, and obviously Jenna. We can't forget Jenna. Um, obviously, still involved in the club and still get to see her quite often, which is nice and have a little catch up. Just thinking about the rest of the season. Is there a game that you're especially looking forward to, either because it's especially spicy or because you just enjoy playing against that team? I'm going to say Leicester because I like scoring against them. <laughs> I scored in the last two games. No, I was gutted that I was missing that game, obviously due to my suspension, and obviously the game got called off. So in the back of my mind, I was a little bit like, oh, I'm going to miss the Chelsea County Cup, but I get to play Leicester. Um, so there's obviously a, a silver lining to everything. But yeah, I'm looking forward to that, I think. They're obviously performing well at the moment as well. I think being in and around the bottom half of the table at the moment, I think it's going to be a great game to play in. So, yeah, I'm looking forward to that one. And how far do you think we're going to go in the FA Cup this season? Oh, we've got a good few uh, game, more games in us, I think, after we beat Reading at the weekend. Excellent stuff. Well, it's been a pleasure to talk to you, Ash. I hope you've uh, enjoyed talking to us too, as you can tell. You're, you're a fan favourite. You always will be. Able to, you know, play with your heart on your sleeve and, and do every game wh- wherever you're playing. So, um, thank you for, for being such a huge uh, player at Spurs and looking forward to many more years cheering you on, singing your songs and uh, and enjoying Ash at Spurs. And we'll take the 3-0 this weekend. Every Everybody else has come on before a Chelsea game and got the score wrong. So, but we're hoping. I think uh, a few of us predicted 3-0 on the last pod as well, as well as the Beth England brace. So I feel like all the vibes are there. I think it's going to happen. Fingers crossed. Yeah, well, we need it, don't we? We need that um, that positive vibe, I think, from that game. Um, yeah, so thank you for joining us. And we hope you'll come back and talk to us next season as well and um, and uh, continue to engage with us. And yeah, thanks very much. Thanks for listening, everybody. We'll be back with more N17 Women after that Reading game, hopefully to talk about at least three goals from Spurs. But for now, it's goodbye from us. Mm-hmm.